what's going on everybody? It's Baseball Garbage here, back with another podcast. Today we'll be talking about the offseason, not a player, but a team. And in my opinion, this team is the biggest loser of the 2018-2019 offseason. And that team is none other than the Chicago Cubs. Yes, managed by Joe Madden, Theo Epstein, still the general manager, or president of baseball operations i don't know his official title but you got my point the cubs have a payroll of 225 million that's a lot of money for a team that didn't even make it past the wild card round last season due in part they gave a lot of big money to some players that frankly didn't perform one of those players who kind of did perform, but they only had him for half a season, was uh, Cole Hamels, who uh, they picked up his $20 million option. I think it was a player option, actually. So Cole Hamels picked up that option for, for the 2019 season. Uh, Cubs got him at the trade deadline from the Texas Rangers and uh, didn't get them over the hump. But another big money signing that they made, this one comes in the 2017 offseason, is of you, Darvish, another former Texas Ranger, also played for the Dodgers in 2017, but the Cubs signed him to a six-year, $126 million contract. In 2018, didn't fare so well. He pitched in only eight games and had an ERA just under five. Also in the 2017 offseason, the Cubs signed Tyler Chatwood to a three-year, $38 million contract. And uh, 2018 season, he had a 5.30 ERA in 24 games. 20 of those were starts. Uh, he had 90 walk, 95 walks and 85 strikeouts. Uh, never good when you have more walks than strikeouts. But he came off of a 2017 season in which he pitched to a 4.69 ERA in Colorado. Obviously, you can make the case pitch in Colorado, hitter-friendly park, and all the high altitude and a lot of long bowls, but uh, that didn't seem to matter too much with him as he uh, pitched 5.30 ERA. Um, but they've, the Cubs have really just tied themselves into a lot of big money, uh, won the championship in 2016, and they, they, you know, they've been trying to build off of that uh, the past two seasons, but really hasn't worked out, and a lot of their key players, key young players, are going to be free agents soon. You know, Chris Bryant, his first year of arbitration, or second year, last year, so he has two more, two more years of arbitration. Javier Baez also has two years of arbitration. You know, he was in the MVP talks last season. Anthony Rizzo, one of the best first basemen in the league, two more years of team control. I believe around $12 million on that. Pretty team-friendly contract. Wilson Contreras, a uh, top 10 catcher in the game right now, starts arbitration after this season. So pretty much four more years unless they uh, extend him long term. You know, I wouldn't I don't know if you consider this guy a star, but Kyle Schwarber has two more years of arbitration left. And then on the pitching side of things, you know, Kyle Hendricks has one year arbitration for his free agent. Jose Quintana on that team-friendly deal from the White Sox, but he only has two more years on that. So, 
a lot of the Cubs' young, good key players are going to be leaving the team soon. Obviously, the Cubs can't keep them all with uh, their current contracts they have. And, you know, with all those guys become free agents, they're going to want a lot of money. So the Cubs, more than likely, won't be able to hold on to half of them, I'd say. But the Cubs are just in a lot of bad contracts. You know, you Darvish being one of them, as I mentioned earlier. But John Lester, obviously not the same pitcher who he was before. But they signed him for six years, $155 million in the 2014 offseason. So it's about two more years on that. It's not it's not bad, but it's it's definitely not good for I'd say a number three starter at best. Uh Jason Hayward obviously signed a eight years one hundred eighty four million dollar contract in twenty fifteen. But he's due hundred ten million in the next five years. Um for a guy that hit two seventy in twenty eighteen with eight home runs and fifty seven RBIs and hundred eleven games. You know, that's not really $184 million worthy. Um, he he hasn't had a wins above replacement above 2.5 with his time with the Cubs, obviously. He came off a pretty good season in St. Louis uh, on his contract year, and he got paid big. But this is all to say that the Cubs, they're spending big money. And to only get to the wild card game, I mean, it took them 163 games to make the playoffs just to lose one game. And, you know, they scored one run in that game. In an extra inning, 13 inning game, they scored one run. You know, and even if they made it past the wild card game, they'd be, have to face the Brewers again, who they face in the tiebreaker. And I don't know if they would they would have beaten the Brewers. Um, looking at the Rockies, who actually faced the Brewers in the NLDS. They scored uh, two runs in that wild card game, that 13 inning wild card game. They scored two runs in game one, which uh, I think went to 10 innings. But games two and three, zero runs. You know, Rockies have Nolan, had Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, you know, guys like that, uh, Charlie Blackman as well. You know, they have some good offensive pieces, but are the Cubs better? I don't know. I mean, they lost to them in the wild card game, so. But looking at the Brewers, they scored three runs in game one, four in game two, and six in game seven. Or not game seven, game three. For 13 total runs that year, not that year, that, um, that playoff series. Would the Cubs have been able to keep up? Honestly, I don't think so. You know, after playing the tiebreaker game, then the wild card game been playing three more games you know it's the same as the Rockies and the Rockies did not look look did not look like the same team that they were in the regular season during that series but that wild card game really really uh set it off it really harmed the Cubs pitching which I think that the Brewers honestly would have scored more runs against the Cubs than the Brewers in the wild card game John Lester Pitched six innings, then they had Jesse Chavez for an inning, Rainy Rosario for an out, Steve Ciszek for two outs, Pedro Strope for an inning, Cole Hamels for two innings, now they're getting into the starters, Kyle Hendricks for an inning and a third, and Jorge De La Rosa, obviously just uh, 
got an out uh, kind of end of the game for them. But John Lester, Cole Hamels, Kyle Hendricks, three starters used in that game. So who would have started game one? Jose Quintana, maybe. But he had a 4.03 ERA and 25 home runs given up that year, which was the most he's ever given up. Would you want that guy starting game one? Probably not. Game two, maybe, depending on who started game one. But who would have started game two? Lester? Probably not. Kyle Hendricks? Maybe. Cole Hamels? Maybe as well. You know, I think those two would start game two and three. And then Lester game four, if they ever got to a game four. But the NL Central is just really beefing up with the Brewers, almost making it to the World Series. They have forgotten Yasmani Grandal. And, you know, they're in the talks of getting an ace pitcher like Dallas Keuchel or trading for someone like Madison Bumgarner from the Giants. So they're really improving. And then the Cardinals, who were hot, really hot in the second half, um, not didn't have too bad of a season in 2018. But they've added Paul Goldschmidt and Andrew Miller, beefing up the bullpen and the offense. Um, so, you know, Golding, Matt Carpenter now, Ozuna, you know, Paul DeJong, seeing if he bounces back. Cards are going to be a pretty good team this year. You know, the Reds probably not going to be winning much this year, even though they've added Puig and Alex Wood from the, the Dodgers and uh, Tanner Rourke and Sonny Gray. Uh, just happened yesterday, but, yeah, they got him too. And the Pirates are kind of just mediocre like they've been for the past forever, you know, for the past 30 years, something like that, but the Cubs really need to shed some money if they want to compete. Um, you know, they spent so much money in 20, 2015 offseason getting Jason Hayward, Ben Zobrist, guys like that to help out 2016 when they did win it all, and they tried to build off that, and it just hasn't worked, but I'd say they are the losers of the 20. 20- 18 off season, and uh, I think that's about it for that. Uh, might do the winner of the 2018 uh, 19 off season, but I think for that I'm gonna have to wait until after uh, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Dallas Keuchel, AJ Pollock, guys like that sign with teams before you can really determine a winner for the off season. But yeah, that's about it. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys in the next one.